when I was about 17, I used to hang around with a guy called Owen, and he loved ecstasy. It was his favourite thing in the world. Ecstasy. I never met someone who loved something more than Owen loved ecstasy. It was quite a sight to see. And if you don't know what ecstasy is, if you're maybe on a bit of a, you know, the young side, ecstasy was a drug that was very popular in the 80s, 90s and noughties. I think now it is being, it has sort of evolved into MDMA, is what you'd call it. Emmer. That's what I heard. I heard somebody calls it Emmer. That's the slang for it. Emmer. Uh, to me, Emmer is Emmerdale Farm. That's how old I am. But um, this drug, anyways, you know, it's. I think maybe for youngsters, ecstasy is a bit too old school now, isn't it? A bit uh, out of fashion from the past. A drug your dad takes. You know, dads take ecstasy. Dads are on ex. Dads on ecstasy. I'm not taking. Want some ecstasy, young fellow? Would yeah, my dad takes that. That's so square. Because <laughs> that's what kids say nowadays. Square. And basically, ecstasy was MDMA, except with other added little bits thrown into it, just to give it a bit of a kick. So it'd be MDMA plus. Uh, rat laxative or baby laxative or just normal laxative you know just to give it that extra bit of vumph that extra bit of you know get so you get some burning sensation at the back of your eyeballs just that extra bit of kick that you needed on a saturday night in a nightclub but one friday night i was a gang of us were out we weren't in the pub we were you know in a field drinking cans of Dutch gold and uh, Owen was on a mad one he had taken maybe I'm going to say in the ballpark of eight pills now you should never take eight pills that's to the youngsters that listen to this to the 15 year olds that listen to this do not take eight pills that is disgraceful that is not right think what nancy reagan once said say no to eight pills but anyway owen had taken pill number eight and when he had swallowed it his body had said listen owen man that's enough we're not taking this his stomach went no fucking way i've already let seven of you little fuckers in here tonight and you've caused nothing but chaos nothing but chaos inside here it's a it's a disgrace down here We're not letting you in there's no more room no more room at the inn the bouncers at the stomach said fuck off back to jungle gyms jungle gyms was a place in Tralee that had it was like a child's soft play place you know you go down a slide and it end up in a pool of balls plastic balls you know one of those children's places and if you're in Shirley and uh, the bouncers used to tell you, if you went tried to get into a nightclub without ID, the bouncer would say, Do you know where you going on, man? Fuck off the jungle gyms. Little, little, you're, basically they were saying, you're a, you're a child and you, can, you should go play with the other children. Very clever joke. But anyway, his stomach said, no, thank you. Get out fuck him out so the body did what it does when it has a foreign invader inside it's inside it's uh, the arena of the stomach and it made it expel out through his mouth he vomited basically I'm trying to say and he vomited not only the pill he vomited whatever he had eaten that day all the bile alcohol Dutch gold all came up and we all backed away we're like oh for fuck's sake man fucking hell Owens after getting sick uh, some of us are freaking out what the fuck is going on man what the fuck is going on this is this reminds me of Vietnam but the only one person who didn't get upset was Owen 
and he stood there stoically like John Wayne. John Wayne the cowboy. And what he did was something that probably only John Wayne would do. He bent down, put his hand into his own vomit, and took out the half-digested eighth pill. Now, a lot of us at that point would say, Hey guys, I'm going to go home to bed. You know, I think I've had enough. It's four o'clock in the morning. Time to go home. But not Owen. What he did was, he had that little pill. He took it again. He took the pill again. Couldn't believe it. Now that's a man who likes his ecstasy. And the reason I'm telling this story now is because I was reminded of it last week due to the being a holy week and being reminded of the the uh, miracles of Jesus, Jesus Christ. And how uh, one of his miracles was the feeding of the masses, the thousands at the Sea of Galilee with only three loaves of bread and two fishes. Jesus fed the masses with three loaves of bread, two fishes, and Owen dropped nine pills when he only had eight. It's sort of a modern day miracle of the Lord an urban Christ miracle except instead of fishes and raising of the dead it involved taking a lot of ecstasy anyway welcome to the show Shane's Brilliant Podcast Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Shane Clifford and uh, I am uh, the host of Shane's Brilliant Podcast, which you are listening to right now. I'm a stand-up comedian. You can follow me on Twitter at Brilliant Shane, Instagram at Brilliant Shane. You can send me emails complaining about whatever you want. Shane's Brilliant email at gmail.com and there's a Patreon if you want to get involved there. Uh, Shane, it's Patreon forward slash Shane's Brilliant Email. How's things with you? How are you getting on? Everything all right? You're loving life at the moment? We're in the Demic, middle of the Demic. Demic week number 4,300,072. Time has lost all meaning. We are in the upside down. Down is up, up is down, left is right, inside is out, John is Paul. What the hell is going on? Um, I've been keeping sane, mainly by sitting down on a chair, playing games. But I decided this week, that's enough. I've been drinking too much. I was drinking every second night because my plan was to drink every second night because that's okay if you drink every night well that's a problem but if you drink twice the amount every second night you're okay but then last week or a few days ago I stood on my weighing scales and my weighing scales went like this Jesus Christ (laughs) my weighing scales got a fright my weighing scales turned it into a human for a second and went Jesus fucking hell man so when your weighing scales uh, swears and takes the Lord's name in vain, you know it is time to start getting out of the house a little. So I went for a walk. And I went for a walk 40 minutes yesterday. Now before you get all high and mighty, you curtain twitching uh, snitches and start ratting me out to the shades. I just want you to know that my 
40 minute walk was within the bounds of two kilometers. If you're listening to this from in 400 years in the future, we are we are bound to stay within two kilometers, except for in a case of emergency due to this demic COVID-19. And I did. I stayed within the two kilometer radius. And I let myself down a little bit. I mean, it was a lovely day, sunny. There was people going around for walks, everyone staying away from each other, people with masks and gloves and the whole shebang. And I let myself down on my walk because I swore to myself, I looked myself in the mirror. I said, you're not going to eat shit no more. You're not going to drink. You're not using this demic as a fucking excuse to drink and eat. Okay, you're going to go out there and get some exercise. But what did I do? Halfway through my walk, I went into a centra and I bought cornetto and a brunch but listen small steps i just love fucking food i love sugary food and i've been to the dentist in maybe 10 years and when i go back lord bless us both that's all i say dentist is going to be in a bad mood for a month after i go in there he's going to have a single tear coming down his eye But I was on my way back and I saw in a garden, you'll never believe what I fucking saw, a scarecrow, a scarecrow in somebody's garden in the middle of Dublin city centre, a scarecrow in a garden, no crops, no fucking wheat, no oats, just grass, just fucking grass just grass man and it was it wasn't made by it wasn't like a child scarecrow like oh Billy you made a chair scarecrow yeah let's put it out in the garden be lovely no this was made by a man he had a big jacket on he had a hat sunglasses and he even had straw I've never seen anything like it before maybe it's a common occurrence in Dublin to have a scarecrow in your front garden when there's nothing to protect from crows. All I know is, down in Tralee, that would not fly. You'd be the talk of the town. There'd be a gossip column. You'd be in it. If I grew up, and if I put a scarecrow in my garden, in Gallusfield, Tralee, I would have got my head kicked in. And rightly so. They would say, who the fuck do you think you are with a scarecrow in your garden? Although maybe it might have been so crazy because I know there was a woman that used to live four doors down from me who often would hoover the grass. So maybe the scarecrow wouldn't have been the weirdest thing that we did in our garden in Gallusfield. But it got me thinking about crows. You know crows? Because they are supposed to be one of the most intelligent animals in the world. Up there with the chimp. No, I don't know if you've seen a chimp. They don't look so smart to me. Jumping around going hoo-hoo-ha-ha. I think I talked about it last week. But crows are supposed to be intelligent. And yet, how long have there been scarecrows? A thousand years or something? Wouldn't crows have figured it out by now if they were really intelligent? If you're a crow, you should have figured out that a scarecrow is not a man. You know what I mean? Come on, they're not that smart. Like there's a there should be a crow going, hey, Frank, my crow compadre, come over here, put down that worm. You know that field over there that we all we're always dying to get into with the juicy, the juiciest crops in the West. You know that field? Yeah, Bill. You know the way we can't go in there because there's a man standing there. Yeah. Do you know there's anything odd about him? No. What do you mean? I mean. I don't know, I mean, he hasn't moved a muscle in four and a half years. He hasn't moved, he's just standing there with his arms out, like Jesus. Mm, well, now that you mention it, it is a bit odd. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, I mean, look at his hat. He hasn't changed his hat in four years. 
Same hat. Not a... That hat's gone well out of style. You know what I mean? Well, fucking, if you want to go in there, you go in there so, man. If you're fucking so smart, I'm not going in there. That comes scary. It scares me. He's a scarecrow. All I'm saying is that crows are stupid. I made a classic video that people often quote to me that you can check out on Shane's brilliant channel on YouTube. It's called The Crow. And it's about the intelligence of crows. Check that out if you want. But uh, as you might gather, me seeing a scarecrow in a garden has been the highlight of my week. Because when you're stuck in doors by the government mandate, it's very hard to come up with stuff to talk about weekly. <laughs> so the scarecrow was the highlight of my week. One thing that I have started doing though is playing computer games every night. I've been playing Resident Evil 2, the remake. From It was released last year. I used to play, obviously, the first one when I was 10. And that was an amazing game. Fucking amazing. I'd say probably one of the first games I ever finished. But this new one is so cool. It's remade the game. Um, completely changed it, but kind of still keeping the same old spirit. I'm sure lots of you have already played it. But it's an amazing game. I've played only about an hour of it. Because... It's too fucking scary. It's so scary. It's too tense. I'm a 34 year old man. And I'm scared by this game. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like I hear of people getting scared of like. Movies. You know like scary movies. Like they won't watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. Or any horrors. When they get a bit older. Especially when they have children. I suppose because they're. F- you know, they have actually got something to live for. And the horror movie reminds them that if they, you know, that something could happen to them or their child. I don't know. All I have is a cat. My cat is a little tyrant. Found out some bad stuff about my cat from the neighbours this week. I talked about it already on the Patreon, so I won't talk about it here. But just let's say she's been up to all sorts of trouble. Climbing in people's windows, snatching them up. <laughs> you know, like in that play, that famous viral video. But this Resident Evil, man, I'm scared. It's giving me terrors when I'm playing it. I have to put it away. And like, I love the, the game is really cool. I'm like, what will I play tonight? Hmm, I feel like playing Resident Evil 2. And then I'm just about to put it on in the back of my head. I go, nah, nah, I'll play that tomorrow night. I'll play um, Call of Duty instead. It's because of fear. And a couple of weeks ago, well, maybe a month or two ago, I got, I started getting really bad anxiety for the first time in about a year. Like walking around anxious during the day, heart pumping, kind of finding it hard to sleep at night. And I was like, what is causing this? You know, it wasn't really a mental thing because was I wasn't worried about anything. It was a physical, physical effects. I was like, what is causing this? And I think I figured it out. Now, you might think this is bullshit, but I think I figured it out. It was FIFA 20. My girlfriend bought me FIFA 20 for Christmas. And I've been, I'd been playing it every night. The online version, you know, playing other people around the globe. Global, global gamesmanship. Playing some fella called Peter from Bulgaria. And I was getting so wound up playing it. Like screaming at the TV. Kira was going, Shane, it's two o'clock in the morning. What's wrong with you? Are you okay? Are you okay? What's going on? Because I'm going like this to the TV. Fuck you, you cunt. <laughs> Fuck you. Kira's getting woken up. She thinks I'm being attacked by an intruder. She thinks I'm getting my head kicked in. Or that I've gone, finally, completely gone insane. But no, what it actually is, is that I've been, I'm Paris Saint-Germain and some guy who is playing at Barcelona. 
some 10 year old from Portugal has beaten me in a game of FIFA and I'm screaming at the TV you bastard and I was I was getting so wound up and it took me a while to put two and two together that this is what was causing me anxiety the next day because I used to be in bed and my legs would be going 90 in my sleep kicking and turning screaming in my sleep and the next and the next day I'd be walking around anxious full of anxiety I was like what the hell is causing this and then I thought wait a minute as I was playing FIFA through the whole thing I said hmm is it this because <laughs> my heart used to be pumping and racing you know the highest it was almost akin to the first few times that I'd gone on stage doing stand up like that amount of anxiety so I said alright I'll do an experiment I'll stop I'll stop playing FIFA and lo and behold the anxiety went now I've said I said this to a few people and they were like nah man it was probably something else that was causing it there's no way FIFA was causing it you're just using that as an excuse because you didn't want to stop eating bad food or staying up late you know you're, you're picking one thing that was causing it like you're picking something like a scapegoat. Do you know like um, uh, the way in the 80s they blamed movies on people who killed, like children who killed. They were like, oh, it's because of movies. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm blaming the f- my anxiety on a game. But it has it worked. Stop playing FIFA. It was an anxiety generator. And I wonder if any of you out there, any of the Shanesters... The Shandemics, Shandemicas, Shane's brilliant listeners. Have you had any experience with uh, a game causing you causing you anxiety attacks? You know, uh, it must be hard these days if you are getting anxiety attacks because you can't really go to see your therapist. I'm not in therapy at the moment, but I would imagine that people are trying to talk to their therapists because it's a high tense time a lot of anxiety out there folks and but you can only contact your fucking therapist on a phone or on skype which if you have anxiety my word that must be hell talking on the phone are you insane come on (laughs) like i I hate talking on the phone, right? It gives me intense anxiety. And when I was younger, I would talk on the phone, or I I would have anxiety about everything. So talking to people, like talking to a shopkeeper, would uh, cause me anxiety. I remember one time that sticks out with me. I went to buy some batteries, and it turned out that the batteries were behind the counter, behind the customer service desk. So what I did was I went and got picked up a bottle of water because, <laughs> you know, it, it was a, to me, it was like, you know, when you buy a box of condoms, you can't just go into a shop and buy a box of condoms. That would be insane. You have to pick up a Mars bar, a newspaper and a bottle of um, a bottle of iron brew. You know, you can't just buy condoms. Who the hell do you think you are? James Dean or something you're not that cool you're not Steve McQueen going in buying a box of condoms (laughs) it's like when your girlfriend asks you to buy her some fanny pads you don't just walk in and say uh, shopkeep where by chance do you keep your fanny pads no you hang around the fanny pads for a while without making any eye contact with anyone you just stand there for 10 minutes and then when the coast is clear, you just grab them. You walk up to the counter. But you also have to buy a packet of McVitie's chocolate digestives or something. And then you have to say loudly at the customer service desk. <laughs> they're for my girlfriend. <laughs> they're, for, they're for my girlfriend. Buying fanny pads for my girlfriend. <laughs> um. But yeah, so... I had to buy batteries and it was so anxiety ridden. Like, I mean, something so silly. 
would cause me intense anxiety. Uh, it all comes from the amygdala. Now, I'm not a fucking scientist, so I could be cocking out of my hole. But, you know, when it's the flight or fight response. You know, when uh, your great, 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 great granddad was in the savannas of Africa back in the day and he was getting attacked by a saber toothed tiger. His amygdala would kick in and it would, he would fly, fight or flight. Now, uh, you know, it would take over, it would pump adrenaline through his body. I mean, in that case, with a saber tooth tiger, you have to f- flight. You know what I mean? Who the fuck is going to fight a saber toothed tiger? I would fucking flight. I flight when I have to talk to a bin man. Or when somebody is coming to fix my fridge. I flight. I don't answer the door. Something that was designed to make you run fast when a elephant was or a woolly mammoth was trampling down towards you. It kicks in when I'm trying to buy batteries. That's what happens when I have to ask a girl working in a shop where the monster munch are. My my fucking amygdala says, oh, it thinks it's a saber toothed tiger. And I try and flight, I try and run. My body starts panicking. But that's what happened with these batteries. I remember walking up to the counter and, and in my head going, just ask for the triple A batteries. Just ask for them. It's fine. And what happened? I didn't ask for them. I just w- bought my bottle of water and walked out. So talking to somebody like that used to be a nightmare for me. But now, uh, since from therapy and from fucking pills... I can talk to shopkeepers. <laughs> that is the that is how well I'm doing now. I can finally talk to shopkeepers. And but being on the phone still gives me anxiety. Still causes me what I used to feel when I had to talk to somebody in real life. And you'd think it would be easier because when you're on the phone, you just have to worry about what you're saying. You know what I mean? You just have to worry about your mouth and your voice. But when you're with somebody in face-to-face in public, you have to worry about all sorts of things like, am I standing strangely? Why was my knees buckling in? My Why am I, my, is my hair stupid? Can they tell that I'm staring at their giant mole? You know? Whereas on the phone, you don't have to worry about that. You could be lying there with your hand on your pants on your bed face down yeah it still causes a lot more anxiety for people I'm not the only one so imagine now having to ring your therapist oh my god if you already have anxiety I feel sorry for you if you have to do that because this is what I'd be doing I'd be ringing up my therapist going hello hi how are you listen I can't do this bye (laughs) hi listen yeah you know you know that I can't do this right okay that's good bye 60 euro What else have I been doing? I've been playing my guitar. I've been playing guitar for 20 years on and off. I mean, I go through like maybe six months where I play every fucking day. Then I'll take three months where I'll just kind of lose interest a bit. And then I'll come back and play every day for another six months, you know, on and off like that. And I hadn't been playing since I moved up to Dublin, really, for some reason. So because there's a lot of time and you're just indoors doing nothing, not gigging, not doing anything, I've taken my foot or my guitar off the wall and I've started playing it to myself and I've been playing guitar since I was I don't know 12 I learned firstly with a guitar teacher in Tralee two pounds a week and there used to be about six of us in a tiny little room can't remember much about it only that I remember one time the guy was in his 50s and I remember he told us a joke and this was the joke what has a priest and a pint of Guinness got in common you have a sore arse after both of them now I was 11 or something and I remember laughing (laughs) just because everybody else was laughing I didn't know what it was about (laughs) but like the whole the rest of them were teenagers 
They were laughing and I laughed. And then our the, the guitar teacher said, now do not tell your parents I told you that joke. <laughs> he must have just got a fucking, well, what did I just say to an 11 year old child? I told him a joke about getting molested by a priest. He has since been imprisoned for unrelated matters. But I've been playing for 20 years since I was like 11. So that's 23 years. And my skill level. What can I say about my skill level? This is what I can say. I'm as about. Uh, I'm, I'm better than someone who has never played guitar. <laughs> that's as good as I am. After 20 years. If you have never played guitar, I'm better than you. If you've played, if you are a guitar player, you can guarantee you are better than me. Straight, you know, twenty years I've been playing, twenty fucking years. Imagine playing, doing something for twenty years and not being good. Isn't that crazy? Really, when you think about it. Like I, I, I'll always remember the shame. Of being like 25 and going into a guitar shop just to have a look and pulling down a, you know, a Telecaster and sitting there and just playing a few chords. You know what I mean? Just playing G, C, F. And then some fucking 10 year old comes in, takes down a guitar and starts playing Stairway to Heaven. Perfect. Note. Perfect. Starts playing Blackbird. Um, I'm just cutting in here. This is a couple of hours later, right? Uh, from where I was recording. And I'm just going to play. Or I have the tab of Stairway to Heaven open in front of me. And I'm going to play. try and play it. Just to show you how bad I am. Okay? And I'm not exaggerating here or anything for comic effect. I'm going to try my hardest. And remember, this is 23 years of guitar playing. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> and, all right, no, bad start, bad start. Here we go again. Oh, shh, all right. <laughs> God. Last time, and if this doesn't work, it's over. <laughs> ah, fuck off. And I'm having difficulty trying to play B seventh. It's like a that film Amadeus. Have you seen that? Salieri, the composer, is the best composer. And then along comes a young fella and outshines him. Mozart. Except in this scenario, there is no Mozart. I'm Salieri, but the Mozart is just some fucking nine-year-old boy. <laughs> you walk out of there feeling so bad about yourself with your tail between your legs. Whimpering like a a beat up dog. You know that people always say he was beaten like a dog. <laughs> that kind of suggests that that saying came from a time where uh, it was commonplace to kick the shit out of dogs. <laughs> Doesn't that? Poor dogs. Um, yeah. So I... I've started playing a few songs just around the place for my own benefit now because, like I said, I'm terrible and I'm never going to be good. And it's freeing. It's very freeing. Because when I do this podcast, there's always a small bit of pressure on myself because I want to try and make it as good as I can. Or if I do stand-up, I want to try and make it as... I want to be the best. You know, there's like a drive there. But doing playing guitar now, I know that there's no fucking way I'm going to be the best. I can't, I'm shit. Because when we were, when I was starting, there was three friends. <laughs> three of us played guitar. Me and two other guys. And one of us started learning how to p- do scales. 
All right. And the other two, me and the other guy were going, fucking hell, what a loser. Playing fucking scale, learning his scales. Ooh, that's not very fucking rock and roll, man. You know what I mean? That's not very punk of you to be sitting there learning A, B, C, C sharp, D. You know, that's learning your uh, your blues scales. Fuck that shit. I play from the fucking soul. Meanwhile, cut to 20 years later. That guy can play, you know, guitar solos. And I'm going, uh, what did, what chord did you just say there? C sharp minor, C sharp, C, what sharp minor? Which sharp minor was that again? You just mentioned <laughs> sharp minor. Are you sure? Hmm. Never come across that before. So, uh, but yeah, I've been playing a few songs. Um, and I even wrote a song. Wrote a song. I, used to, I haven't written a song in years. I used to write songs when I was a teenager. And they were fucking awful, man. Awful. So bad. I even made a demo tape, gave it to my friends. And they couldn't even plomos me by saying, Oh yeah, no, they're very good. They couldn't. I could tell just by looking in their eyes. It was like I, I showed them a picture of, you know, a snuff film. But I now I know that I, you know, I'm not a good musician, not a good singer, songwriter, so I can just. But I still love it, so uh, I can just do it for my own enjoyment. You know, I'm free to do that. Because when I, I'm always, I always try to be the best at everything. You know, like I'm always trying to be. The, I want to try and make my podcast the best that I can, or uh, I want to try and be the best stand up I can. So there's a little pressures on them, but 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 playing guitar and singing there's no, no pressure now, so it's cool, you know. It's free to be free. Because I used to write songs, oh my god, man, when I was a teenage boy. That's all I used to do in school. I, used, I failed, I failed my leaving cert because I didn't do anything in school because I just wrote songs. Wrote, I was sitting there writing lyrics, drawing pictures. I remember one time and like I was in school I started secondary school in 1998 and which was a still like the end of it was just the start of the Celtic Tiger just the end of Catholic Ireland you know like there was a brother inside in the school and I'm not talking about the the black guy I mean a brother like a a fucking t- a priest Um, and he was a nice guy actually and I was, um, my fucking business teacher used to walk around the class with a hurley, a fucking hurley in his hand. And one day I was there drawing, but wasn't listening to a word he was saying. Like this business teacher now is the epitome of stereotypical Kerry person. He is what people from Dublin think of when they think of someone from Kerry. You know, he used to walk around with a hurley and he smelled and he wore a bad suit um, he was like a Healy Ray kind of a character and I was drawing a picture of two fellas and he caught me and he smacked a hurley off the side of the desk and he went what are you doing Clifford you're drawing cowboys you're drawing cowboys and he picked up the draw and showed it to the class and everyone started laughing and they weren't even cowboys they didn't even have hats you got it wrong you stupid fuck <laughs> I'm still bitter to this day. But that's what I used to do. Write songs and write shit. Fail my, <laughs> fail my fucking leave insert because of it. I uh, didn't go to college until I was 28. Which is a terrible time to go to college. Worst time. People are always like, oh, you can go to college whenever you want, man. So don't worry. Age ain't nothing but a number. No. 28 is the worst I'll tell you why. Because when you're 28, you're stuck in between the youngsters who are all 18 and the adults who are like 50. And you're in the middle. You don't fit in with the fucking children and you don't fit in with the grown-ups. You're neither here nor there. You're nowhere. And because who wants to hang around with 50-year-olds, you know what I mean? When you're in your twi- when you're twenty eight, no, and then eighteen year olds are so annoying. They're so stupid. 
You know, it just makes you realize how stupid you were when you were 18. Like I used to get so frustrated with them because they'd be coming in and they wouldn't be doing anything. And I would be like, oh, just fucking, I want to scream at them. Just pay attention, man, and you'll pass. But they're all wrapped up in their drama. She said this, he said that. My dad's a prick. I got a monkey, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, ah, yeah, so frustrated. And to be honest, a lot of them, I think all of them actually failed. <laughs> they all dropped out. Uh, but, yeah, it's the worst time. Because you can't hang around with 50-year-olds sitting up the front of the class. With your books already and your copy books open. And your margined, pre-margined copy books. I was down the back with the 18-year-olds. Throwing paper balls. Making fart noises when the lecturer turned around. <laughs> Sad. So, whatever people tell you, this is what I my advice. If you're 28, you're thinking about going back to try and make your life better. Don't bother. <laughs> uh, don't bother. Just fucking forget about it. Just stay working in your miserable job that you hate for another 10 years at least. And then go to college. Because by that stage, your life is over anyway, so you might as well. <laughs> um, but when you're in uh, college, when you're doing programming, a lot of it is looking up stuff that you, you don't understand. Googling the answer. That's what you do when you're programming. If any of you are coders, you'll know this. When you, when you, uh, when you do programming, you come to... Uh, you've, every five minutes, there's a problem you don't understand so you have to google and that leads you to youtube and when you're on youtube you come to a video of a 12 year old boy telling you how to do something telling you what a function is you know or telling you how to how to do recursion and it, like with the guitar shop there is nothing more humiliating than having to learn something from a 12 year old American punk named Dylan except it's spelled D-I-L-A-I-N or some stupid stuff like that or Chad you know all these young guitarists all these young fucking programmers teaching 30 year olds how to do it fuck off make me angry they call them whiz kids. I call them piss children. Because that's all they are to me. <laughs> anyway, so I've been playing guitar. And uh, that's my update for this week. Oh, there's a quick update. If you're a regular listener of, to the show, you might know that uh, I shaved my head in quarantine a couple of weeks ago. And I, I've talked about how I how it was a disaster, how I immediately regretted it. I had a sinking feeling direct, just in my stomach, just like a weight. Well, folks, there's been some growth back, which you might think is good news. But I'm here to tell you, it's even worse than I thought. Because now, my hair has been growing back, but it's been growing back around the back and the sides. At twice the speed of the top. You can see. That there is the classic. Male pattern. Baldness. The U. Shape at the top. The horseshoe shape at the top. Thicker on the back and the sides. Light at the top. And I've taken a hundred pictures of the top of my head just to make sure. And each of them are more depressing than the last. I'll put one of the pictures up on the Patreon. <laughs> I had a day of reckoning the other day. A day of reckoning. I am going bald. Five years tops before I'm bald. Five years, six years. And it's the classic shape. It's there for everyone to see. And I'm talking bald. I'm not talking 
bit of a comb over or some at the front or uh, just a bit at the back you know, where the, at the crown no I'm talking Larry David bald I'm talking Michael Stipe bald I'm talking Pierre Luigi that referee I can't remember his surname I'm talking him bald I'm talking bald and uh, like I said I've come to I've almost come to terms with it it's a sad day when you realise that there's no chance of you not going bald that we're in this that we're going down together me and my scalp and uh, God God help me but I've come up with a plan and don't tell anybody this because this is just between me and you but what I've decided to do is start wearing a cap. But I'm wearing the cap now, you see, before, when I still have hair at the top, before anyone knows that I'm going bald, I start wearing the cap. It might be another year or two before it starts getting very noticeable. And I'm going to have the cap on all the fucking time, in bed, when I'm making love. Cap will stay on. And then when I do go bald, people won't even won't think, oh, he's just wearing a cap because he's going bald. They'll just know me as the fellow who always wore a cap. So now I'm walking into places with the cap on and I'm taking off the cap so that people will see that I have hair at the top and putting the cap back on so that they know that I'm not bald right now. You know what I mean? And then in the future, they'll just know that, oh, he's the guy that wears a cap. He's not bald. He just wears a cap. He's been wearing a cap for 10 years. He has hair. Last I saw. So I'm playing the long game. But like I said, please don't tell anybody. That's just between me and you. This is a sad day. A sad week in the life of Shane. Sad time. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Uh, I, I, what else have I been doing? I've been looking at fucking my uh, family tree. Uh, I'm big in interest in history. I'm a history buff, and uh, family tree. And uh, I've been doing it for a long time, for a couple of years. I was uh, inspired by that TV show. Would you not? Would you like to me? What's it called? Who do you think you are? Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> that would be my. That would, if I was to make a remake, that's what it'd be called. Who the fuck do you think? Who do you think you are, boy? Who do you think you are, boy? That's what it would be called. Um, but I was watching, you know, that you've probably seen it uh, or clips of it. The Danny Dyer, fine Danny Dyer, mate. The one that he found out that he was descended from like King Henry the Fifth or something. You know what I mean? And then you'd watch on with Sandra Bullock, and it turned out her fucking great grand uncle was a uh, one of the people who signed the declaration of independence or something like that so i was like wow i wonder what i'm gonna find out spent months fucking months you know what i found out nothing found out the big the most exciting thing that i found out was that my great great grand uncle up in kilkenny got arrested six times in one year and i think it was like 1863 or something got arrested six times in one year and i was like whoa i wonder what he was into Murder, drug dealing. No, he's fucking sheep. Got onto his far, uh, his neighbor's land six times, and he was brought into court and fined. So it was terrible. All I found out was that uh, I come from a, a family of men who cannot control their livestock. And then on the other side of the family, the most interesting thing I found out was that I'm descended from a woman whose maiden name, her first name was Annie, her maiden name, O-Neons. O-apostrophe-N-I-O-N-S. O-N-I-O-N-S, but wait a Her name is Annie Onions. Don't try and fucking hide it by sticking an apostrophe in there. Your name is Onions. Annie Onions. Not Annie O'Neons. Uh, hello, um, hi, yes, uh, the doctor is ready to see, let me see here, Annie Onions, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, it's Onions, <laughs> oh, it says here, Onions, no, there's an apostrophe, O apostrophe, N-I-O-N-S, 
Pathetic. <laughs> Annie Onions. The poor woman. Really. Imagine growing up with the name. Imagine you had the name Onions. And they fucking family called you Annie. Annie Onions. Hey. Annie Onions. Annie Onions. Annie Onions. But that's my fucking family. That's what I found out. That I come from fellas who leave their pigs into the neighbor's land. And the other side, I come from onions. So that's a waste of time. <laughs> that's the end of the show. Um, may God bless us and save us. Uh, if you have any constructive criticism or feedback about the podcast please let me know it's early days yet you know and i don't really know what i'm doing to be honest i don't know i don't have a i haven't settled into a groove a groove they say it takes 20 um 20 podcasts before you get any good and this is podcast number eight can you believe it two weeks it sort of came up concurrently with the with the with the virus i wish i had their numbers what a better place it would be the world would be if I had the numbers of the virus the virus had the numbers of this podcast there'd be no one dead but yeah uh, like a guy sent me a video of um, you know I think it's Happy Gilmore or what's the other one Billy Madison one of those Adam Sandler films from the early 90s and it's that famous clip you probably know it where the guy is going what you just said that rambling incoherent nonsense was so terrible and so without merit or wit that it made everybody in this room stupider for having heard it you know that clip I mangled it but he said that in relation to to this podcast I mean it was kind of a joke but it was it's kind of true as well because it's probably just a guy rambling on so do you think I should maybe structure things? Let me know. Do you think do you like just a guy rambling off the top of his head? Or do you think maybe I should structure things? I think I fi- I might have structured things a little bit more this week, a little. So let me know what you think. Send me an email, Shane's brilliant email at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, subscribe, hit the subscribe button and all those things. And tell your friends, tell them, hey, do you want to hear about a guy crying because he's going bald every week? Well, look no further than Shane's Brilliant Podcast. So, uh, thanks for listening. I love you. May God bless us all. Save us all. (laughs) Hobnob.